0: good afternoon good afternoon this is leonard i'm back today i bring a good friend of mine i met larry here a few years back and uh we became good friends and um larry's a very interesting person is to in within the austin city limits and uh gonna be working on things you know an outreach and larry uh he's, he's Done a lot. We found out a few years, uh, a few years ago that uh, we went to the same high school, and he's uh, involved in city in the in city projects that are geared toward the Mexican American community. And uh, you know, I know it's not just about the Mexican American community, but it's about our inclusion in everything and not being afterthoughts. And Larry's, you know, really, really been involved in that, and it's uh, something like that. Very appreciative. And, um, uh, like now, uh, Larry Amado. Larry, talk to me.
1: All right, Leonard. Hey, man, it's great to be here. Um, you know, we, like I said, we met a few years ago and, and I've learned about, a lot about you too. So, uh, you know, things have been mutual and we kind of have similar interests and I'm glad about that because, uh, we need, uh, more people like you to uh, promote, uh, Uh, I'm going to use uh, the term that, that of course, you're familiar with, the Mexican-American experience.
0: And the (coughs) Mexican-American culture. Yes, of
1: course. Uh, A lot to do with that. Uh, uh, My uh, minor in in college was uh, on Mexican-Americans as the culture and ethnicity, uh, ethnic group.
0: And and you went to the University of Texas?
1: Uh, Well, I I graduated from Texas A&I. I I did go to UT, but Mm -hmm. I graduated from Texas A&I. Yeah. In Kingsville. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got to know uh, the culture down in South Texas as well.
0: Yeah. And uh, so how, how did you get involved in these movements, man? You know, when when I first, I guess we got involved in something together was uh, when you were doing the monument at uh, Johnston High School. Yes. Formerly Johnston High School.
1: Yes. Johnston High School, for people that don't know, was the high school for Mexican-Americans uh, that was located in East Austin, and that was back in the 60s, and it went on through until 2008 when it was uh, closed and repurposed. But that spirit of Johnston uh, continues because you know, the school represents all of us there, in, in not only East Austin, but those that uh, went to school there, the families that moved on out of East Austin, uh, down to South Austin, uh, Dill Valley, uh, Buter, Kyle—all these different uh, small towns around uh, the Austin area. So, um, yes, and so I, I've continued to to work with things having to do with Johnston uh, since then.
0: Now, what was the reason for the memorial?
1: Uh, yes, the memorial at Johnston High School. Uh, the memorial was done to to um, Uh, because we had a lot of students that went, uh, that were drafted during the Vietnam era.
0: Or volunteered.
1: (laughs) Or volunteered, yes. Uh, First of all, the volunteers uh, because the draft came later on in the 60s but uh, there are many, many uh, students ex-Johnsonites that went into the military different branches of the military and a lot of them went to Vietnam actually and and some of them that went did not uh, come back uh, alive. That is, <clears throat> and so uh, to commemorate that era, to to recognize those students that died, uh, not just for their families, for for Austin, but for the whole country, um, to to remember them, uh, we we did. We the the alumni association uh, decided to make a memorial for them,
0: and. Uh- was that simple to do?
1: Uh, well, it, it, you know, we had no idea how to make a memorial, yeah. actually. But the idea was good. And we had several veterans uh, that that were um, ex Johnsonites uh, on our committee, um, the alumni committee that uh, was to handle that. And so, um, little by little, we're lucky that one of them, uh, Mr. Pete Montoya, uh, was a general contractor. And so he knew about building things. Uh, and, and so he was a big uh, help in, in drawing up plans for that. And, and so, of course, that was one part of it, the, the idea to build it, the design, et cetera. But the other part was the fundraising and of course, we knew about fundraising, but we just didn't know how we we're going to get the funds at the beginning. And we actually got lucky because the sheriff, at one of uh, there was a meeting that he was at, and he heard about uh, our project, and he said, "I'll raise that money for you." And so, bang, you know, bang, uh, like magic, uh, we we got a golf tournament together, and and uh, that raised the money, you know. So well, it was that's, great. We got real lucky.
0: Now, the sheriff, was he a Chicano, Mexican-American? He was
1: actually a, a black sheriff mm-hmm. that, whose roommate had gone to Johnston. And there were roommates at, at Southwest Texas State, mm-hmm. uh, which is now Texas State, yeah. San Marcos. And because of that, uh, he he felt uh, an allegiance uh, not just because he was sheriff in Travis County, right? but because of his roommate and, and the direct contact uh, with Johnston.
0: Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that memorial is very nice memorial, man, I, I must say. And uh, I know that uh, uh, names are being added because there's a lot of uh, veterans, especially Vietnam veterans, that, that uh, are, have had issues with Agent Orange and they pass away. And, uh, you know, that, that these names are added on there because their death was due to the the vietnam conflict you know and i'm i mean i want to thank you for for doing that and all the guys who who participated now um you 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 also well, let me ask you what did the, something like that run
1: well it was uh at least fifteen i i'm saying at least mm-hmm. because that's the money that went in, into it but there was a lot of uh, volunteerism in, mm-hmm. in putting it together. There were some workers uh, that, that volunteered. Mm-hmm. To, Ex-Johnsonites. To, yes, uh, to do the actual work. And, and um, uh, even, even um, I remember some of us were there and, and putting the, the benches, the, the, the concrete benches that went on there, mm-hmm. uh, onto the concrete and and then laying that out. I mean and we didn't have an expert doing that. I remember <laughs> I was the one that was measuring, okay, this is gonna go here, this is gonna go there. <laughs> and and so but, but it but it was it was it was something that, that we felt I know I felt um, real good about, about doing that.
0: Well that's great. Now know. you do other things in involvement in the city. You know, I've I've seen you at uh different board meetings you know places that that uh because we have the same interest mm-hmm. you know and uh, here recently i know that you were uh uh assigned or how should i say you were asked to be on the board of the mexican american culture center
1: exactly yes correct um fortunately uh, i was uh there was an opening that i could fill and and, and there was a, a city council person uh, that heard about me and, and uh, nominated me to be on there. And uh, so then the rest of the city council um, voted me on uh, to be on the board and, and I was approved. So, so I just started a couple of months ago. And, and I'm looking forward to it. The MAC, the Mexican-American Cultural Center, is now closed. Uh, f- it will be closed for about two years for, for phase two of the building. Mm-hmm. And so uh, during that period, the period that I'll be on the board, uh, we're going to be planning uh, for the future. And so when, when right now, uh, trying to, to make last-minute decisions on what's being put into the building, to the phase two, mm-hmm. and and so that we can have programming in the future uh, when it reopens.
0: You know, um, the Mexican-American Culture Center, uh, I mean, they fought for it for many years. Emma Barrientos and uh, di- different ladies uh, that were yes. involved in, in getting that center because there it used to be a... Um, a lot where the city parked their dump trucks and stuff like that. But it's beautiful overlook of the city of Austin and the town Lake, which is lady bird Lake. And, uh, <clears throat> they, they, they have events there at the Mac, you know, uh, some of what what are like, uh, I know Caminos is one of them. And
1: yes, <clears throat> there's several artists, uh, that are stationed there. Um, that uh, have events, uh, some uh, visual arts, uh, a few musicians, um, dancers, a dance group, uh, a drama group. um, And so they have their events there, uh, plus a few other community uh, events that that are planned there Mm -hmm. as well.
0: You know, they allowed the the past board and the past management allowed us to do, uh, we started off with the first Mexican-American experience there, we call it the MAC, Mexican-American Culture Center. Mm-hmm. So uh, at the MAC, and, um, man, it, we did it during South by Southwest, of course, which is a, you know, I mean, it, well, people don't, maybe don't know, but it's one of the biggest music uh, uh, festivals or events in the country. And, I mean, there's people coming from all all over the world to this thing. And uh, the objective was to... to do something chicano mexican-american because during south by well nobody you know it was really hard to get uh texano acts mexican-american like acts, hometown acts so we started we started there and um is this going to be able to happen because we've had the, the largest crowds that they ever have had there
1: well i'm glad you mentioned that because um you were you were the the uh, with a group that, that did that Mexican-american experience the gigantic concert that was held there um, and I'll have to ask you when was that first year
0: uh, it was mm-hmm. 20, 2011
1: okay so and I went to it and it was just fantastic I mean that whole land area for the Mac was packed and and it was great to see that. We because, had
0: we had over four thousand people, wow. and the fire marshal said no mass. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Well, see, that th- that was what what was so so um, uh, fantastic about it. Um, it was very impressive to have that number of people. I had never seen that that number of people there, and 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 having since, you know, with, with uh, dad plus a couple more that you made later, um, and so that's what I would like to see. In the future, for the Mac. Mm-hmm. Uh because if you look look at Austin, um, you mentioned South by Southwest, and and we have the the uh, uh, the other the Austin Music Festival, um, so so we have those gigantic festivals, but they don't include Mexican American music, and and that it,
0: everything is Latino now. I see Latino and Latinx. <clears throat> <laughs> man i tell you
1: that uh, you know that's the term that came out of the northeast and but but the media uses that yeah continually even though uh, 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 there have been studies that have shown that that mexican americans don't want that term yeah and 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 some others as well but The the media continues to to use the term, and and I don't know how to get away from that, uh, to convince them, not just them, but but some politicians as well, uh, that, hey, look, we were left out. We were the invisible minority uh, back in the past, in in the 60s when I was growing up, um, and and, uh, we still are. Uh, So they talk, they, I'm talking about media, politicians, et cetera, uh, they talk about inclusion uh, and equity. Diversity. But, but yeah, diversity. And and so... um, and that's another term that, that that I'll get into just a minute but but in terms of inclusion uh, you know we're, we're the invisible minority still and when you talk when you bring in that term diversity then you're talking about including everyone but then what happens there is that it's not equitable Because when you have 40% of the population that's Mexican-American, and you never use the term Mexican-American, and and you don't see the Mexican-American groups and music out there, then you're excluding them. You can talk about uh, uh, diversity and inclusion, but you really are not including.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that first show that we did, uh, I called in Friends, and Skeeter, who, who was working with me on that, you know, I mean, we called. Um, I mean, everybody—Little Joe, Ruben Ramos, Roberto Pulido—they came as Los Tres Amigos, este, which you know, very popular. And then uh, Aviso, Shelly Lares, uh, 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 Patsy Torres—I believe Patsy came. Uh, uh, oh gosh, I mean, we had we had all kinds of bands. I'm sorry that I that I forget some. Joe Posada, mm-hmm. you know, este. Uh,
1: yeah, and of course. If you look at the others, not just the first year, but oh, beyond, yeah. you had a whole bunch, and, and yeah. they each bring bring the big crowds.
0: Yeah, and the first first couple of years, everybody did it for free. The bands and I remember we 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 made we we had to pay. We didn't get any money, any support from anybody. So we were putting in our own our own money to put this through. You know, we needed security and you got a lot of deposits and stuff. And then some friends uh, donated some, some money to us and then we were able to get some money, but it, uh, something like that cost like $40,000 just to open the gates, Mm -hmm. you know, with insurances, fire marshals, all all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, we pulled it off and we had the concession, the, the beverage concessions we did. We gave, uh, um, church groups, softball teams, all these. We gave them a, a spot there where they could sell their their wares or the, if they're going to sell hamburgers or, you know, whatever. And um, I remember we made with, where I could give all the guys 400 bucks. And uh, little Joe was there. He was going to leave. Pulido was getting ready to head back to the down to the valley. And, uh, they, hey, you know, I, keep, I got this for you, man. What's this for? He said, no me por You know, we're able to, to do this. We broke it down. He said, no, hombre. No. And Joe, I, I was glad that he said, he said, Leonard, I know what you want to do. He said, I'm here to help you. And he's always he's always had my, you know, my umbrella kind of help. He's since, since the early 60s. And, um, and Ruben, también en Pulido. No, canales. Man, vineos del Valle, Robert, you know. Buy, get, get some steaks or something, you know. Este, pero everybody did it did it for free, you know. And Ken Paves canse Joe bravo. He, uh, I was in Las Vegas and I called him up. He said, "Joe, I got this. It's He said, "Pa qué, Leonard?" He said, "Pues, a quea chamba que you played for us." He said, "Pues, that was free, you know. Yeah, but you got to understand, I'm on both sides of the fence. I don't, I'm a musician, and I also know what it takes to put it on. But this is what he came out with. He said, you know what, man? He says, all my life, I've never had anybody come back after a free gig and say, hey, here, Aki, you know, here's, well, you know, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, well, that, well that and, was a great gesture on your part well,
1: because, because, you know, we know that uh, – you know things don't come free, and and when they give of their time and efforts, I mean that's taking them away from, you know, things they could do.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know, it's expensive. It's expensive <clears throat> at this time here to turn your ignition on your vehicle. Exactly. You know, yeah, I'm not in voice or, you know, uh, vans and stuff like that. I mean, all of that. You know.
1: Yeah, it's not just their time. It's, that's right. It's their expenses. And it see, takes and, to get here.
0: and you're one of the people that is not a musician that understands that, you know? And there may be some others that, that understand, but you're, I mean, that's kind of why we're, we're on the same, on the same page, you know, we call well, each well, other.
1: I, I, you know, I got a glimpse at, at the musician side because, well, I mean, I was a drummer until uh, sophomore year in college and, and I was the president of, of the band, the mm-hmm. junior college band, South Plains College in Leveland near Lubbock. And, uh, so you know, we, worked, we were a stage band, and we worked with some singers. Uh, and so, you know, I got a glimpse into them. Uh, but then also and during the spotlight show, being the host there uh, and getting some up-and-coming musicians that would come from out of town, uh, I knew that, you know, they weren't coming for free. I knew they had to pay for their transportation up here. And, and, um, and you know, we, being a not-for-profit organization, the at the public TV station, uh, we didn't have the funds to pay them, so I was very appreciative uh, of what they were doing. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, because I I remember when when I was in the, the college bands. I mean, when we travel, it would take money to <laughs> to go out. Uh, <laughs> they, to, they didn't
0: they didn't pay for your snack. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's
1: right. So so yeah, I, I could uh, you know see that, and especially. For those that that were not working, you know, on on a regular job, outside of being a musician, um, I mean, it, it would take money, and, and I, I really appreciated their their efforts.
0: Now, you you just mentioned something, Arita, Uh You also had a TV show. Yes. And yes. why why did that stop?
1: Well, mm-hmm. it it's just in limbo right now. It it, it uh, stopped because of COVID. When COVID came along, the mm-hmm. TV station was closed. Uh, but then it was opened last year, and it uh, just so happened that uh, the, the station was getting a whole brand-new set uh, of, of equipment, uh, the most modern equipment. Um, it, it was all redone, and so now we, we had to relearn the, the new system there with the new equipment, and, and the producer um, was in bad health so he, he wasn't able to come back yet. So we're in that limbo stage. And, and uh, of course, I used to be a producer back in the 90s myself. Mm-hmm. And and so I know what it takes, but with the new equipment, even I couldn't start immediately because right. without relearning uh, with this new equipment. Right. And, and, the, so, and
0: that's community TV, correct?
1: Yes, the, the Austin uh, public TV station. Um, so we plan to get back. Uh, and that thing soon. is
0: streamed all over the all over the world. Yes,
1: don't? as a matter of fact, it's not only on. It started out with with cable companies here in Austin, you know, uh, with uh, uh, the the different cable com- companies that, that were in town. Uh, but when streaming came along, then it started to stream on Roku, uh, and mm-hmm. and uh, what is it, the Am- Amazon Prime, uh, fi- fi- uh what is it, Fire. Uh, Fire stick that they use for mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, right? Uh, so, so those vehicles. Um, it's also on the internet through through that through, for internet TV. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, so anyone can can get that uh, now. So we're really lucky mm-hmm. That happened.
0: Well, good man. You know, it's um, I'm glad because I have friends that are in West Virginia, in Virginia. They say, yeah, no, we're gonna see see they see your program in Izzy. Isidoro también. Oh, Isi- Isi- Isi Lopez. Yes, Easy Lopez. You know, so you know, and and people don't understand. All of this is volunteer. There ain't no pay in there, is it?
1: That's right. People have to learn the good and the bad of it. Is first of all the good. You know, anyone can can become a producer, and and I would invite people out there. We need more Mexican American shows. Uh, I would invite uh, the, the young people. To, to go there and learn, um, take, take a few classes to learn, volunteer. Uh, heck, if I could get some more volunteers, uh, anyone listening out there. <laughs> we could use yeah. some help. But um, that's a good side. You know it's easy to get in, but uh, at the same time, um, you know it, it does take that, that learning, that effort uh, to, to do a show and, and, and uh, it's, it's a little bit technical. So people do have to take classes mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, they're like college classes, but, but it's worth it. Yeah. And, and uh, if anyone can, can go in and just get a quick class and they can help out and learn on a job training. Oh, uh, so yeah yep.
0: Yeah. Este. Well, that's, that's great, man. I, I really hope that, that, um, you know, uh, people will listen and, you know, pass the word on to, to their kids, you know, and, uh. Like I was telling you, you know, a little bit ago, you know, my grandson, he 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 was the videographer for the Texas Tech Red Raiders and and the football and basketball, and you know he uh, had that opportunity learned in high school and kept on and you know, yorita pues he's, he's up and running. So it's um no but uh, how should I say the word needs to get out because there's a lot of kids that really would like to do it and they don't know what they have to do. Even, even like on the radio, I know that, that, uh, uh, Piper and, uh, Balomero mm-hmm. had, a uh, a, a radio radio program, but they went through the classes to, to get on that. And they used to have others, but then, um, I noticed that a lot of them went, went, uh, Latino, you know, Latinx, and, mm-hmm. and this kind of stuff. But well, it's a city, you know I mean? It's a city thing and they have to serve everybody, mm-hmm. but, you know we're.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> I know about that the public radio as well because before I uh, came back to the TV public TV, I had just finished a course on being a DJ there at the public radio, mm-hmm. and and I started my internship with Easy Lopez's show, yeah. the radio show, yeah. and from that he had the TV show and I helped him there as well. So I didn't have time to do both. So I left the radio, I, I didn't get to start my program there, uh, but I helped easy in his show. And then that's how I went over to the other show as mm-hmm. well being a host there. So uh, we need people, not just in TV, but in radio as well. Um, because as I mentioned earlier, being the invisible minority, we've got to get out there. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us to put us on there. Yeah, And, and because uh, no one else is gonna push for us on there. And not just producers, hosts, um, the whole entertainment field, from music to acting, uh, to movies and TV. Dance. Uh, dance, yeah. yes, yes. I mean, you can think of, of the musicians, mm-hmm. uh, some of the great singers that, uh, that, that had, would have dancers on the stage with them. It, it adds that entertainment value to them. So we need all of those areas uh, represented, mm-hmm. and we need more and more. Uh, because, you know, without us being out there, well then we're not going to be picked up yep. you know? and, and that's the reason why I had, mm-hmm. I love the show because, you know, here in Austin, as you mentioned, South by Southwest mm-hmm. and, and the Austin city limits, uh, uh, concerts, um, we have a lot of producers from around the country to come here. And and my hope is that when they're turning channels and they go they go channel 10, channel 16, and and there's happens to be a singer on there mm-hmm. that's really good, Mexican American singer, uh, the producer can can see that you know it's gonna arouse their interest and who is this person, you know? And we've had some really great singers on there that uh, you know if, if we have just the uh, the right time. With, with the big-time producers on there, you know, they could bring them on. Hey, maybe they can open up for so-and-so. Listen, so, yeah. You that's, know, and that's the way it'll start.
0: Well, you know, and, and you got to be out there to be noticed or to be Definitely. discovered. <laughs> yes. You know. It
1: takes a lot of work. And, and, of course, I don't have to tell you that, but for the audience, you know, you've you you you've gone to restaurants where there's singers there, musicians, and 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 they're paying their dues. Yep. Uh, they're, they're, they're out there. Uh, to be noticed and, and to be picked up and and so I'm, I'm hoping you know that's, that's why I say the more there are the better the chances are for for us to be picked up
0: so yeah uh, so um, talk to me about the board the Mac
1: okay um, <clears throat> the board at the Mac uh, is like any other city board or commissions uh, group that that is there to to represent the people um, and in the case of Austin we, we have uh, 10 districts and each board member each Commission member uh, represents that district for the city council person that nominated that person to be on there um, of course what once a person is on the board of Commission then uh, it's it's work for the whole city not just for that district mm mm-hmm. uh, but but in my case, uh, since I'm on the board of the Mexican American Cultural Center, my uh, emphasis is on Mexican American culture, and and so uh, not just for where I'm at, but for the whole city. As a matter of fact,
0: the whole world. The, the, uh,
1: yeah. As a matter of fact, the, the city council person that nominated me mm-hmm. is on the other side of the city from where I'm at. Yeah. yeah I'm not in the, the same district. Um, I was fortunate. That this city council person um, did that because I think she saw, uh, sh- you know, she didn't have someone in her district, uh, and so when when um, someone mentioned me uh, uh, my name to her and about me, then she decided, okay, I'll, I'll nominate him. Yeah. So so I was lucky in that respect, uh, but but the I represent the Mexican Americans in Austin, uh, trying to get. Uh, Mexican-American art, dance, music, visual arts, um, anything having to do with culture, history, foods, mm-hmm. um, uh, all of that uh, language as well. So all of that that forms a culture, uh, the Mexican-American culture, that's what I'm representing. And that's what I'm trying to put forth to, to be shown there at the MAC.
0: You know. I was thinking, you know, you you've been involved in a lot of a lot of different uh, community projects, but mostly to help the minority. Am I correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. Um, my background—I uh, mm-hmm. mentioned that I had a minor in, in Mexican American Studies, uh, but also a minor in Social Welfare Studies. Mm-hmm. And my BA was in Sociology, but my master's was in Social Work Planning and Administration. So. I had different uh jobs, different agencies I worked for, uh serving different populations. Um I started out with age, blind disabled. Um uh then I went to, to uh, uh single families uh and then I went to uh that was in Corpus Christi. Uh and then I went to Houston and I worked for the United Way Agency there. Uh Back to Austin, when I came, finally came back to Austin, I worked with the Texas Youth Commission. So there are all these different um, uh, groups that I work with, uh, but, but always have to do with, with minorities and, and, and the poor uh, for the most part.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, um, being involved in all those things, do you feel that everybody wants to do EDI, Equality, Diversity, and Inclusion? Is there a lot of that equally sorted out in funding and in um, to f- fill in the need of of the communities, or is it just certain communities?
1: Um, well, it's. It, I guess I, I can answer that in, in two ways. Uh, one, when it's strictly um, poverty based, then the answer c- can be yes, it, it's serving that population. But when it's Serving the uh, quote community, then it funds are not dispersed equally. No, okay. no. Nope. Nope. There's a lot of talk about uh, equity and inclusion, uh, but um, you run into problems when you don't have priorities, mm-hmm. and and uh, when thing you know things are just um, funded, but. But not according to the needs and priorities of, of the poor and those that need it.
0: And uh, there are um, there are commissions and people that you can ask for help. But a lot of people do. I mean, does everybody get the word on it? You know.
1: Well, that is a problem actually, because uh, everyone does not get the word. When, especially nowadays, it, it it's interesting that. That now that we have this great communication through computers and the internet, well, that's well and dandy, fantastic for those that are do get on the internet. If they, if they are and they're fine. But um, then you have a whole bunch of different channels on the internet. If they're not in the right channel, they're not going to get the word. Uh, and then you throw in those that are never on the internet. So you're excluding that population. Mm-hmm. So. The word does not get out, and, and 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 it's ironic because way back when, when we didn't have this uh, communications, the word was getting out, you know, by by word of mouth and by community centers and libraries and schools. radio
0: stations. Yes, and
1: radio stations, <laughs> but now you know we, we, it's not the same. And and you talk about radio stations, mm-hmm. as you know, uh, back when we had this big fiasco for minorities back in the '90s when. When the radio the FCC did away with their guidelines, mm-hmm. and and no longer did communities uh, have to have minorities owning radio stations, no longer did uh, TV stations have to 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 have a certain amount of time for minorities, all that went out the window, and and so we became uh, even more marginalized. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, it uh, so. No, things are, are not, the word does not get out, and there's not equity out
0: there. Yeah, no, and, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to describe, you know, and, and I know, and but there are people always fighting, always fighting for those things, you know, and I know, you know, uh, we've talked, and, uh, you know, my, my thing is I'd like for there to be you don't necessarily, well, you don't want more than when somebody has, you just want the same opportunity that other people have.
1: Yes. You
0: know, and that's for everybody. If everybody had the same chance to do it, then, then it comes down to your decisions, (laughs) you know, which, which road you decide to take, what you want to do. And, and, um, I, I see, I see a lot of things, uh, that are supposed to be changing, but then over my years, I've seen things that were supposed to be changed and they didn't, they didn't change, you know, mm-hmm. as to but, uh, No, Larry, you know what, man, I really, really, really appreciate you coming down and, uh, and, and, you know, coming and talking to me and, uh, this way I get an idea and I'm hoping that people, you know, will heed your words and, uh, find out in their communities what, what, what needs to be done. They, there's people that they can give their input to. And uh, remember, they work for us.
1: Exactly right. And, and, and I should say too that um, back in, in the 60s, uh, when I was in high school and, and then when I was in college in the 70s, that's when we had the Chicano movement. Mm-hmm. But that died out when we, we got a lot of resources and those that were our leaders um, got into positions that was great, but then we didn't have the movement behind to stay on. Uh, and so once the, the, that happened, then that Chicano movement was no more. Um, and so we need that back. Those, those uh, high school and college students that are out there, um, we need for them uh, to have leaders uh, just like we did. And, and we have professors now that were our leaders back then. And the prof- professors are teaching, but they, they need more help uh, to, to bring a brand new movement. Uh, to, because there's a lot more of them now. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot more kids that, uh, be, when we were in high school, there was like a 50% uh, high school dropout rate or pushout rate. Uh, and, and there are more high school graduates, Mexican-American graduates now. There are more Mexican-American college kids out there right now. Mm-hmm. So there's more of them, and they can do more than we did. Yeah. And and they, they have us to back them up now. We didn't have
0: And them. they have the know-how. On Ex-
1: exactly. <laughs> and and they mm-hmm. have the Internet. Yeah. We didn't have the Internet. Yeah. So uh, so all of you young people out there, uh, wake up and, and let, let's uh, – uh, let's, uh, let's try to get things. We need to get out there. We need to be seen. We can't be the invisible minority anymore. We talked about the, the sleeping giant back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Well, now's the time. California has the, the, the majority, Mexican-Americans, the, the majority ethnic group. Texas is almost there uh, as well. And, and so the other southwestern states. So we're getting there. Uh, we just need to be seen and heard.
0: You know, um, I'm sure the people that are listeners, they know Little Joe. I heard Little Joe in an interview in New York City. And uh, the host asked him, he says, Joe, why do you use the term Chicano? Why why do you use that? And he says, well, if I say I'm a Chicano, is there any doubt in your mind where I'm from? Mm. <laughs> and I, that's what I use. I mm. mean, I, I, yes. I use Chicano. Mm. And uh I've had friends that say, no, but pues soy Latino, oh where are you from? Cuba? Nombre, soy de aquí, pues como, mm-hmm. You're losing, you know, we lose our identity with, mm-hmm. with those kind of things. No, we got Latinos here, we got Latin extras there, but uh because I have heard the definition they say, oh no, we have Latino, salsa, uh uh and tejano. Well, why why isn't it all why is it separated there, you know? Mm-hmm. If we're all that, how, why you know, aren't we actually aren't included in right. in a lot of those conversations? Some people, you know, they want to strive to it, but I've seen many of them just roll with the punches instead of saying, "Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> mm. and,
1: and a note on that, you know, yesterday or the day before, uh, someone uh, wrote on uh, a note on, on Facebook saying, "Hey, don't forget, um, Brazilians are 44 percent." Of, of Latinos. So we should be represented. I said, wait a minute. Where? <laughs> Brazil, uh, Portuguese is spoken Brazil. It's not a Spanish-speaking country. Yeah. So they want to include themselves here so they can be included. But what that does is it takes us out of the equation, uh, and just like I was talking earlier. So we get different types of groups uh, represented, and that's where that word inclusion comes in and diversity. But yeah, it just knocks us out, you know. Uh, so uh, what I talk about is being equitable. Yep. If you have forty uh, percent of the population is Mexican American, well, heck, we should have forty uh, percent of, of, of the funds of of the activities uh, of everything that's happening out front, out in the open, um, and and but we don't. Yeah, it's far from it.
0: Well, Larry, I appreciate you coming down, brother. Great! And, uh, thank you very much for inviting me. Yes, and uh, we'll continue this, and there there'll be other people that'll be co- that are going to be coming in, as to, but, um But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay.